You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. How about that performance by the Penn State Nittany Lions? 56-21 victory over the Illinois Fighting Illini to cap off what has been a very interesting Penn State season. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin McGuire host of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, and this here is our live post-game reaction stream that we do right here on our Twitch channel, and of course, we will have the audio from this stream available to our podcast subscribers, so if you're not already and you want to subscribe, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, Daily Penn State content every day, Monday through Friday, and of course, the bonus content like this episode as well, so we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, search for Locked on Nittany Lines. I know we just got a new TV. I actually loaded it up on the TV the other day. It's pretty cool what you can do with technology these days, so there are a variety of ways to interact with the Locked On Nathan Lions podcast. And of course, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. Not only are we here on Twitch, but we're also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And that's it for right now. But maybe we'll have more in 2021. I don't know. But you can all find them on the same username of Locked On Nittany. Uh, again, I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Kevin on CFB. So, what do we have for you tonight? Pretty interesting development as the day went on. Uh, the day started off with the news, or at least I woke up to the news, that Illinois did find their next head coach. And lo and behold, it is Brett Bielema. Uh, I'm happy to see that because I think Brett Bielema has been destined for a return to the Big Ten. And obviously he did make it to the game tonight. You saw uh, an in-game interview with him. He was on the sidelines. Not actually on the sideline, but he was on the field. I don't know if he can actually be a part of the the. Illinois sideline for this game or if they're going to a bowl game I don't know what the situation is but I do think it uh, it's a good hire for Illinois I'm looking forward to seeing Brett Bielma back in the Big Ten we're not going to talk a whole lot about that right now unless you want to we're offering anything on the table tonight as we react to Penn State's 56 to 21 victory over Illinois fighting Illini uh, you can interact with us uh, by hopping in the chat at any time if you're not already and leave us your questions leave us your feedback leave us your comments uh, what did you think about the game? What do you think about anything else that's going on around the world of college football today? Uh, we'll kind of touch on a number of the developments as this, this day has gone on. Right now, we're actually doing the stream as we're, we've got the SEC Championship game on one TV. I've got the uh, American Athletic Conference Championship on the projector right now. Uh, so just watching those developments, trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen with the college football playoff tomorrow. And if you want to talk about that as well, we can. But let's talk about this Penn State game first and foremost, because that is the focus here on Locked on Nittany Lions. And again, a 56-21 to 21 victory. Now, if you listen to the podcast this week on our Football Friday edition, I gave you my official prediction, and I said that Penn State was going to win this game, and they were going to win this one pretty confidently. I predicted a final score of 40-17, to 17, and of course, it's 56-21. to 21. I'll take that. That is a cover, and Penn State ends up topping the over-under line all by themselves. And it got off to a track meet. It certainly got off to a wild start with Illinois and Penn State going back and forth with touchdowns, getting to the end of the first quarter, tied at 21. But ever since Illinois took a 21-14 to lead, it was all Penn State from there. And we saw some brilliant displays by Jahan Dotson, who I thought was going to get a chance to get this single-game all-time uh, passing or receiving record for Penn State. Obviously, he came up just short of that because... If he didn't get in the third quarter, I didn't think he was going to get a chance in the fourth quarter because I don't think that Penn State really uh, 
cause their game plan in order to ensure somebody's going to get a record like that. Maybe they were unaware of it anyway. I'm getting to guess that's probably the case. But I do think Jahad Dotson obviously had a fantastic game once again. Let me go. Let's go. We'll go over the the final stats. We'll go over some of the developments throughout the game. Uh, again, if you have any thoughts or concerns or questions about it, uh, hop in the chat at any time. Uh, but let's let's start right in that first quarter. We'll go through the whole scoring summary of this game. Uh, let me load it up real quick for you. So uh, Penn State opens the game with a 75-yard touchdown pass from Sean Clifford to Jahan Dotson. First play from scrimmage of the entire game. So Penn State gets the ball to start the game. One play in. They're up with a 75-yard touchdown. Uh, they're up 7-0. Illinois, though, comes right back. They come right back on Penn State. Uh, a big... Uh, what was it? A big passing play? A big running play? I forget what it was now, but Illinois basically moved right down the field. Let me uh, just kind of go through everything that developed here, okay? Because I might have some of the orders uh, a little bit out of sync here. Okay, so Penn State gets the touchdown to start the game. 75-yard touchdown pass from Sean Clifford to Jahan Dotson. It's a great start for Penn State. So Illinois comes out, and the defense actually gets an interception on their uh, on Illinois' first uh, offensive series of the game. Uh, Isaiah Williams pass intercepted, return for no gain in Penn State 6. Uh, I forget who it was that had the interception. If anybody remembers, feel free to let me know in the chat. But Penn State gets the interception deep in their end, but they get the ball right back to Illinois. And this is one of those games or one of those moments where a turnover directly leads to, not directly, but gives their opponent a chance for a quick score. And Illinois gets a very short field. They're only 16 yards in. Yeah, they take over in the red zone. Uh, a couple plays later, they score a touchdown. This game's even at seven. Uh, Penn State comes right back. Lamont Wade with a one. It's officially a 100-yard touch or touchdown on the kickoff return, but it was really 105, maybe 106. I forget exactly what the the unofficial yardage is. But Lamont Wade uh, finds an opportunity to streak down the left side of the sideline, and he uses his speed to get by a couple of guys. It beats out the kicker. Once you back, once you get past the kicker, you're in pretty good shape. Lamont Wade was in great shape, streaking down the sideline, getting that touchdown back for Penn State. Put him right back on top, 14 to 7. But that fun does not last very long because on the first play of Illinois' ensuing possession, Isaiah Williams' 64 yard run takes it down to the Penn State 11 yard line. So already, Illinois, big run. A couple plays later, they even this up at 14 apiece. So Penn State has the punt on their next drive. Uh, they go three and out, lose a couple yards, and Illinois takes advantage of that. Four plays, a 63-yard touchdown drive. Uh, again, highlighted by Isaiah Williams, who uh, let's see, had a complete pass for 12 yards, five-yard run, eight-yard run, and then, oh, he completed the pass to Daniel Baker for 38 yards. Uh, I got to say, Daniel Baker, uh, that, that, was a, that was pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty impressive effort by Daniel Baker to get that touchdown. So Illinois goes up 21-14. Penn State has made a few mistakes. Penn State's offense seems like they're already in a rut. And, you know, you just look at what has happened this season. Penn State in the first half of games doesn't typically play very well for the majority of the year. <laughs> Certainly didn't last week against Michigan State. But this is an Illinois team that had to go through a very tough week. So, obviously... Firing of Lovey Smith as their head coach certainly kind of threw a wrench in some of the game prep plans. Uh, you can rally around interim coach. You can come out with a little bolt of energy, and Illinois certainly did that. But how far does that get you? This is not a very deep Illinois program. You saw how many players they were without uh, going in this game. So, yeah, they got a nice little burst early on, took advantage of a couple of opportunities that Penn State gave them. Credit to them for doing that. But at some point, they're going to hit that wall, and they did that once they went up 21-14. Because it's all Penn State from there. Illinois did not have a very 
successful offensive drive really the rest of the game. Meanwhile, Penn State just continued to be scoring and scoring and scoring. Go over the scoring plays from there. So once Illinois goes up uh, 21 to 14, uh, Will Levis ties his up before the end of the first quarter with a four-yard touchdown. Uh, touchdown. Kaziah uh, Holmes puts Penn State in front early in the second quarter with a three-yard touchdown run. Kevon Lee, a one-yard touchdown run at the end of a 15-play 91-yard drive. This is all before halftime. Penn State's going to go up 42 to 21 when Sean Clifford throws a 70-yard strike to Jihad Dotson. Uh, again, Jihad Dotson with two 70-plus yard touchdown catches in the first half. It's looking like he's going to set the single-game record for most receiving yards in the game. Uh, again, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get in the third quarter. And then, of course, by then, this game's well in hand. Penn State's keeping the ball on the ground as much as they possibly can. And they're just running that clock. So there wasn't going to be much of an opportunity for uh, Jihad Dotson to get that single game scoring record. And it's interesting for me personally, because I was also covering the LSU game for LSU Tigers Wire on the USA Sports Media Network. And we saw uh, Kevon Boutte, uh, freshman wide receiver for LSU, set the LSU single game, all time uh, single game receiving record uh, with a 300 yard performance. So I was thinking, am I going to get a chance to cover two guys setting the school records for all time single game receiving yardage? Uh, that would have been pretty cool, unfortunately. Penn State doesn't get uh, the opportunity for Jahad Dotson to write some history in the Penn State score uh, record books. Uh, what was it? Was it Deion Butler? I forget who I said that was uh, the um, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, I think, was the all-time single-game receiving record holder for Penn State. Let me just go back and I'll double-check that real quick. But I, I looked at that and I th- thought that that was the case. No, it is Deion Butler. Deion Butler, I'm sorry, 2006 against Northwestern. Um, he is the single-game uh, all-time receiving record for Penn State with 216 yards. Jahad Dotson finishes this game. Let me look at that real quick for to get the official number here. Uh, Jahad Dotson finishes with 189 yards on six catches. So it uh, comes up a little short. Uh, maybe one or two more passes probably would have done it for him. Uh, or maybe just one with the way that he was catching balls in and just finding open space. Jahad Dotson was very impressive tonight. Uh, going into the second half. Uh, Penn State continued to just uh, kind of put the game away. They kept it at arm's length. The offense wasn't uh, necessarily explosive like they were in the first half of the game. They didn't need to be. They certainly played a little bit of a more uh, kind of style to just kind of run the clock as much as they could uh, for the majority of the second half. Uh, So in the third quarter, you get a Will Levis touchdown pass to Brenton Strange, who, my goodness, he has one of the best efforts of the night, Uh, you know, catching the football on a little outlet pass. Uh, leaping over and kind of keeping his balance on the sideline. And then, of course, he goes headfirst into the end zone, gets a nice chunk of sod right in that helmet. It was a classic image. I'm sure you saw it already. If you missed it, yeah, you got to go check it out. <laughs> of course, we have it, I believe, retweeted on the Locked on Nittany Lines uh, Twitter pod, or Twitter feed. So if you want to check that out. Uh, so, yeah, Brenton Strange. Uh, and I threw out the tweet, uh, tight end you. I, you know, Penn State has had a pretty solid history with tight ends in recent history, going back to Bill O'Brien. Continuing with James Franklin, uh, we'll see what happens with Brenton Strange moving forward uh, because he could be taking on a pretty key role with this Penn State offense in 2021. So obviously we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, one final score in the game for Penn State, Kazai Holmes getting a one-yard touchdown run at the end of a 10-play 79-yard drive. That put Penn State up 56-21. to 
So lots of good stuff from the offense tonight. Lots of good stuff from the defense. The defense uh, certainly got off to a shaky start. But, of course, they started to make some plays. The defensive line certainly made their presence known. Uh, Antonio Shelton continues to show off some brilliant dance moves after some big plays. Uh, it was a good all-around performance, I would say. Again, got off to a shaky start in the first quarter. But as we have seen for the majority of games this season, Penn State can overcome kind of a, a down start to a game and a, a first half. And, again, <laughs> the first half of games have not typically been kind to Penn State. They have given up a lot of points. This is, I think, the fourth time, sixth time, I'm sorry, that Penn State has given up at least 20 points in the first half of a game. Keep in mind, they only played nine games this year. So giving up that many points in that many games, <laughs> that's a little bit of a concern. But they do continue to play better in the second half. Uh, obviously, shut at Illinois out in the second half. They win the second half 14-0. Uh, very, very good very good presentation, I think, from this Penn State offense. And, of course, the Penn State defense. I thought everybody did a pretty darn good job. Um, not going to get too carried away with the special teams, but, man, Lamont Wade had that kickoff return. Uh, that was pretty darn good. So I think this was a, a really good effort for Penn State. Now, as we are doing this live stream, I, I'm sure the post-game routine is going on in Beaver Stadium right now. Uh, we'll see if anything pops up in the short time that we're still going to be on this live stream reaction. But I do think that it's a very important now to figure out what's going to happen next for Penn State. That's going to be the big question. And hopefully by the time we do our podcast for Monday, we'll have all the answers. In fact, I'm not even doing the podcast until I know what some of these answers are. And the big question is, is Penn State going to go to a bowl game? And I'm doing this podcast or I'm doing this live reaction stream. And I've already seen the news that USC has added their name to the list of schools that are opting out of a postseason bowl game. Um, and this is a, an understandable situation. It's a tough situation, uh, but from everything that we gathered, it sounded like James Franklin was going to allow the players to make this decision as a team. So what that decision is going to be, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't. And here's the thing. I, I totally understand the desire to go to a bowl game. You now have a chance to break your record even at 5-5. Five and five. If you go to a bowl game, you win that bowl game, you will officially go in the record books as a team that didn't have a losing year. And I think for a team that started the year 0-5, to get a chance to finish the season on a five-game winning streak, I, I think that's going to be a tough one to pass up for a lot of players. Again, I don't know exactly what the mindset is here because they have been isolated. They have been without contact or you know face-to-face -face interactions with their, their family, some of their friends. It's been a tough year for everybody, and that extends to the coaching staff as well. We all know James Franklin's story where his family's down in Florida staying isolated while he, James Franklin's all by himself coaching the, the program. And I'll be very curious to see what this decision is going to be. Uh, again, we may know the answer soon. We may not know the answer till tomorrow, but I would imagine we're going to get that answer figured out pretty quickly. Because Penn State, if they decide to go to a bowl game, they're going to a bowl game. There's going to be a bowl game that will be there for Penn State if Penn State decides that, yeah, we want to play one more game. So, uh, again, I'm not going to hold it against a Penn State or any other program that decides not to play in a bowl game this particular season. I, I think we can all understand the reasons why, but yeah, everybody's going to have their own opinion. But I'm very curious to see what the reaction is going to be, whatever that decision is made. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing what that decision is going to be. If I had to guess, and it's purely a guess, I think Penn State will go to a bowl game. Again, I don't really have any inside information on why I would feel that way. Just kind of a gut reaction. I think given the circumstances, I think if Penn State's going to decide to go to a bowl game, it's probably going to be one of those earlier ones. It's probably coming up pretty quickly, if we're being honest, the way that this season has gone. But there will be a playoff spot available for Penn State 
if Penn State decides to go to a bowl game. And I know during the game, uh, the Duke Mayo Bowl was getting a lot of Twitter reaction from from Penn State fans because because that could be a very likely destination. I know the Music City Bowl has been projected as well if Penn State's going to be going to a bowl game. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. What we do know is that tomorrow we're going to know that answer for sure. Sunday, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee is going to make their final decisions on which four teams are going to be in the College Football Playoff. And I'm already on record. I, I still think Notre Dame's going to get in. I know they got... Uh, they got beat up a little bit by Clemson tonight in the ACC championship game, but I still think Notre Dame is going to be in that four-team mix uh, when this decision is made. I think Ohio State punched their ticket today. I know there's a lot of conversation and debate about whether or not Ohio State should be in or Texas A&M should be in. I think Texas A&M's opportunity is through Notre Dame losing <laughs> because I think Ohio State is certainly one of the four best teams in the country. I don't care how many team, how many games they've played compared to how many teams this school has played and this school has played. Ohio State is one of the four best teams in the country. They've done nothing to sway me otherwise, and I would have them in the college football playoff. Maybe as the four seed, maybe as the three seed, uh, but I do think that Ohio State is going to be in. Clemson, they're in. <laughs> There's no question about that now. Uh, I think the only way that Clemson was going to be out was if they lost to Notre Dame, and I, I felt pretty confident in saying that if Clemson lost, they were out. And I think that, that would put Texas A&M in. Uh, so I, I think Clemson is good. I think Notre Dame is going to be okay. Uh, we're still watching the SEC championship game. Uh, Alabama is currently up 21-10. to 10. There's no way that Alabama is missing the playoff. <laughs> Even if they lose this game, I have, I have Alabama in the playoff. So I feel good about Alabama. I feel great about Clemson. I feel pretty good about Ohio State. And I still feel a little confident in Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame and Ohio State are not givens. But I feel pretty good about that. So I think that that's going to be your 14 playoff. We can figure out the seeding if you want a different way. But I do think those will be your four teams in the college football playoff when this decision is made. So where else are the teams going to be playing in bowl games? Still got to figure out what's going to happen in the New Year's Six. I think the big decision right now is this American Athletic Conference Championship where Cincinnati is leading Tulsa right now. I think it was 10 nothing Cincinnati last I saw. Uh, but Cincinnati, if they win, they'll be in a New Year's Six bowl game. It's bad news for Coastal Carolina. You know I'm pulling for Coastal Carolina. I would love to see that story end in a New Year's Six Bowl game. I guess it potentially still could, but no, that's not going to. If it's if they're not the automatic team going into the uh, New Year's Six Bowl game situation as a uh, the highest-ranked group of five champion, which they would need Tulsa to win, uh, Alabama just scored again, so they're going to be up 28-10 to 10 very shortly. This game is going about according to script as I expected. So I think... We still need to figure out what's going to happen with the New Year's Six. Uh, and again, how many Big Ten teams are even going to go to bowl games? Because we know that a couple bowl tie-ins that have uh, Big Ten contracts have been scrapped for this year. So that probably hurts the, the bowl situation for the Big Ten. But, you know, with all these teams that are opting out, other conferences are probably not going to be able to fill all of their bowl spots, even with the number of bowl games that are being scratched for this year. So, again, I go back to saying, if Penn State decides to go to a bowl game, there will be a bowl game there for them. I don't know which one that's going to be, whether it's the Music City Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Outback Bowl. I mean, th these are all still possibilities right now because we don't know how many Big Ten teams are going to commit to playing in a Big Ten or a bowl game. And you know, if some teams drop out, that actually helps Penn State out because Penn State's still going to be in the middle of the pecking order. I, I think as far as the Big Ten bowl lineup is concerned, you send Ohio State to the playoff, you send Northwestern to whatever the next game in line is, or maybe Indiana or, you know, Northwestern and Indiana are going to come in after uh, Ohio State, maybe Iowa after that, I would guess. 
Uh, but Penn State is probably floating around the middle of the conversation right now. And what helps Penn State is they are Penn State. <laughs> I hate to say it uh, because it sounds elitist, but I really do feel like the Penn State brand is going to be something that will attract them to a or be attractive of them to some kind of bowl game that could be looking to get some ratings. Ticket sales, we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen with ticket sales, <laughs> but that's a conversation we'll figure out whenever we know some more information. So again, as of right now, we're monitoring the situation. We're going to see what the decision is made by the Penn State players and the Penn State program on whether or not they're going to go to a bowl game. It would not shock me if they decide not to go to a bowl game, but I'm going to say that they're probably going to go to a bowl game. And I say, I stress probably, because I know that by the time that I finish the stream, which is going to be pretty soon, by the way, uh, as soon as I finish the stream, rip the audio and upload it to the podcast feed for all of our podcast subscribers, that decision is probably already going to be out there. So this is probably going to be pretty dated pretty quickly, but such is life uh, when you're doing something like this. So there you go. I, I think that Penn State had a fantastic way to close out the season. Uh, they're on a four-game winning streak. Not many teams can say that, certainly around the Big Ten. So Penn State has certainly ended this season on a much more encouraging note, I think, going into whatever's coming next, whether it's a bowl game or another bizarre offseason. We don't know what's going to happen with the offseason. But I, I do think that the, the ship has been righted uh, as far as the course is concerned. Or, you know, I totally botched that expression. <laughs> but I, I think the, the ship has been steered back into the right direction, I think, for Penn State moving forward. Again, whether it's bowl game, whether it's getting ready for 2021, I think things are in a much better place now than they were probably a month ago. So that's what I think about, about where this Penn State team is right now. I know this is not the season that a lot of people were anticipating uh, for a lot of reasons, but I do think that at the end of this year, I, I think there are some positives here for Penn State moving forward. And I always try to stress the positives. I don't try to ignore the negatives, but I do think as if you've been listening to me throughout the season, I always try to stress the idea that there is something right going on with Penn State. This is not a program that quit when they had numerous opportunities to do that and kind of go through the motions of this bizarre season and just kind of pack it in down the stretch here. They didn't do that. They always fought back in the second half of games, even against Ohio State, certainly against Indiana, uh, not against Maryland, but against Nebraska. Uh, it was sort of there against Iowa, although it didn't really reflect the way that it did in some of these other games. But for the majority of the season, uh, Penn State, certainly after halftimes, of games, uh, they came out fighting. They they never packed it in for any of these games aside from Maryland, and that's a good sign, I think, for a program that certainly had their struggles early on. This this season could have gone awry very quickly. It didn't, and now it potentially has a chance to finish with a 500 record. These players can look at themselves in the mirror, can look at each other, and say that uh, they've got an opportunity to make sure that this team doesn't go down as a losing team. So that's pretty cool, right? We'll see if they embrace that opportunity or not. Again, uh, we're waiting to see what that decision would be. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this decision is going to be. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. And I hope that we get another bowl game. I hope we get another chance to do this with you in a live post-game reaction stream. I hope we get to watch another Penn State game. But at the same time, if we don't, you know, this season's still ending on a positive note as far as I'm concerned. Right now, they are 4-5. and five. We'll see if they get a chance to be 5-5. Five five. They could still end 4-6, and six, if we're being honest. But I do think that uh, things are much more enjoyable, I think, if you're a Penn State fan uh, as the season is going on, then they, they certainly looked like they were going to be for the first half of the season. 
So there you have it. Penn State 56, Illinois 21. Lots of positives to draw from. We'll have much more reaction, uh, much more time to reflect on what happened in this game, what happened around the country, and take a look at whatever the bowl situation is going to be for Penn State coming up in Monday's podcast. So if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed. I believe all the links are down below if you want to check them out. Uh, we're Again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Basically, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. So make sure you go subscribe. Leave a rating and leave a review. That'll really help us out as we get ready to flip those calendars over to 2021. And give us a follow on all of our social media feeds. Obviously, we're right here on Twitch. But you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I almost said Facegram. I feel like uh, I'm like Bill O'Brien just making up social media names. Uh, But yeah, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All using the same username we're using right here on Twitch of Locked on Nittany. That's going to do it for today's live post-game reaction stream. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much if you're listening on the podcast feed for tuning in and listening. And again, we will be back on Monday with our regularly scheduled Monday podcast. And yeah, it's Christmas next week. We've got Christmas Eve coming up, Christmas after that. I'm still planning on having five podcasts for you Monday through Friday. Might even do something on next Saturday. We'll see. But again, we'll stay tuned to see what's happening with the bowl situation. And we'll react to it on the podcast as well. So, if you have any questions, feel free to submit them for our Twitter Tuesday episode. But Monday, we'll be reacting to everything that just went down today. Everything that's going to happen on Sunday. So, we'll see what happens. Okay, that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys all later. Have a great night. Have a great rest of the weekend. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.